Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Welcome, Women in White Coats. My name is Dr. Archana, and I have the privilege of talking with Dr. Michelle Quirk today. Michelle is a um, someone who has discovered that running could change her life. She is a pediatrician who embraced the sport of running by becoming a certified run coach with the Runner, Road Runners Club of America, a local girls on the run coach, and a Disney World loving marathoner. She founded Mindful Marathon to help make running easier for others and to share her love of the sport. She puts her focus on helping busy professionals discover how they too can embrace running and prioritize their well-being. For anyone thinking that running is too hard or that they can't be runners, Michelle is ready to help transform them into a runner. And she develops customized training plans for every type of runner, new, old, somewhere in between, and fits those training plans into busy lives, helping her athletes find their edge and achieve their goals. So welcome, Michelle. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, as someone who I also have a real passion for exercise and fitness, and um, I've actually been coaching people on fitness and wellness nutrition for a number of years, for five years, actually. And um, I just love to hear your story and how you really found running, how you um, decided to get into coaching and helping others. Yeah, well, I think the most interesting part of the story is that I was not always a runner. And uh, as a kid, you know, I, I danced, but I was not very, I didn't consider myself an athlete in any way. And I was the kid huffing and puffing to get done with the mile. Like it was not on my radar at all. <laughs> and I really, I wanted to run. I tried to run so many times, you know, college, med school, residency, I saw my friends running and how much fun they were having. And I thought I would keep on trying it, but I quit so many times. I, I can't even tell you, but <laughs> what ended up um, really changing everything for me was um, after my residency, this is about eight years ago. It was a really rough time in my life. Um, finished residency, started a new job, moved to a new area, newly married. And my dad was diagnosed with cancer. And he had a really uh, rough course, tough, tough course, um, and went downhill rather quickly. And after he passed away, I really, I decided that something needed to change both physically and mentally really to, um, to help myself. And so at that point I started, I kind of picked up with running again and I decided I was gonna sign up for a local 5K and I was gonna do it this time because I hadn't done an official race before. And that's really the impetus that got me going. And after I crossed that finish line, I mean, you would have thought I won an Olympic gold medal. I was so excited and <laughs> I was hooked on the sport ever since then. So I've been running consistently ever since then. And that, that was what really changed things for me. 
Um, so that was about eight years ago. And then um, I kind of worked up, you know, over time to longer distances and learned a lot more about the sport, um, which took me later on into coaching. I see. Okay. And so what were some of the things that you really love about running in particular? Obviously, there's so many different sports people can do. You know, you often hear about the runner's high. Um, I'm curious <laughs> kind of what really drew you to running specifically. You used to dance. Um, and also, I kind of think that uh, for those of us who are high achievers, like all of us doctors out there, spent many years training and practicing, you know, like maybe running is a really good option because you don't need a team, right, to do it. But I'm just yeah. curious to hear your thoughts on those questions. Well, uh, I think part of it is that I am an introvert and I like spending time with myself and running can be a very singular and solo sport or you can run with friends or be with a lot of people. But I loved how, um, one, you didn't really need very much to do it, you know, like basic workout clothes and sneakers, really. Um, and two, that it really helped me to clear my mind. Um, I didn't notice that at first, but over time, I noticed that when I run, um, I can just kind of forget about everything else and all of the thoughts in my head seem to go away. And I really, I love that feeling. I mean, I call it being in the zone. I don't know if it's the kind of like flow state, but, um, but I really love that feeling. I mean, it doesn't happen every, every time I run, but when it does, it's really great. <laughs> um, I think I definitely had a runner's high when I crossed that 5k finish line. And I've had feelings like that usually um, at race finish lines. Uh, when I finished my first marathon, um, usually I think there's a runner's high there, but, but on, a, on the regular day to day, I just love like, I say I feel in the zone and it helps prepare me for the rest of the day ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think there's nothing like exercise to really clear your mind. And, you know, actually, it's kind of interesting because um, I'm not sure if I shared on the podcast before about this, but I've certainly shared on Women in White Coats, maybe in other places, that I've gone through burnout myself um, at some point. And one of the things that really helped me was exercise. And it really uh, was such a great stress reliever. Um, it was a time for me to really just take, you know, self-care, to, to put some time into myself, pour back into myself and kind of rejuvenate myself, clear my mind, especially after a tough shift in the ER. I'm an emergency physician. Um, you know, I would love to work out because it was just such a great way to relieve some of the stress and kind of work it out. Um, so I'm just curious to, to hear, have you found it helpful in your career? Yeah, yeah. I think that the first real turning point was when I started running eight years ago, but then I found myself in a place of some, some pretty bad burnout a couple of years ago in my clinical job. And it was almost like I fell in love with running again. I mean, it had become a regular part of my life, but almost on autopilot, like I was being so consistent about it, um, you know, following my training plan, signing up for races and just kind of doing my thing. And I came to this point where I was just really tired and um, felt like I was on a treadmill, <laughs> but not, not with running, just with life. And um, I knew that something needed to change. And at the time I, um, I had my own running coach and I credit him with really making me a student of the sport and, 
after I ran my first marathon, I just really dove into reading about running and run physiology and um, how to help, you know, mental training and mental fitness. And really, um, through all of that, I started writing some training plans for family and friends. And I was basically answering everybody's running related questions. And um, a friend of mine who is, she's a pediatrician, but she's also a life coach. Um, we had a coffee together, a coffee date, and I was telling her that I was feeling burned out with my clinical job. And she said, you know, I could coach you about burnout, but for the last, you know, 45 minutes, do you realize you've been talking all about running and coaching girls on the run and writing these training plans and your coach and reading about running? And have you thought about, you know, coaching, coaching people and becoming a run coach and I just sat back and I was like no you know I <laughs> really it hadn't crossed my mind in that sense and it's just I mean this is just amazing that the answer is it was really right there in front of me but it was really inside <laughs> and so that's how you know I, I came to um, take the run coach course and start the business but it really came out of a period of burnout and so it's a, it's a good lesson that often, you know, if we're on the, the treadmill, sometimes we need to step off and take stock and just take a pause. And most of the time we can find the answer right, right there. <laughs> it was right there for a while, but I just didn't see it. My mind yeah. was too, too full of other stuff. <laughs> and do you feel like Michelle, that it was the running that helped you out and kind of find your way out of burnout? Or was it that you became a coach or both things kind of simultaneously helped? I think it was both things. And I think training for a marathon, you have to be pretty disciplined about getting the workouts in to cover the time and the mileage. And I think that entire training cycle that year really changed me um, from, uh, from a running perspective and, and how I went about things um, mentally and the mental fitness required. And I think all of those tools really helped me to make the pivot and then start start coaching. So I think it was a combination of both because I had a lot of time on the road by myself <laughs> to think about this and be alone with my thoughts um, and then work my way out. So I think it was a combination of both, but the exercise, any form of exercise, I think is so helpful um, just to give people a chance for self-care and to be alone with themselves. We hope you're enjoying this podcast episode. Let's take a quick commercial break. There's one thing that nobody taught us in medical school residency, or fellowship, and that is how to manage our minds. Life coaching has been proven to help doctors overcome burnout, feel less emotional exhaustion, and improve quality of life. Every doctor truly needs a life coach to learn to manage their mind and be a happier, more resilient person. If you are interested in being coached by a physician life coach on any topic such as career, relationships, growing your practice or business, burnout, imposter syndrome, or more, then be sure to check out our brand new membership called Life by Design Coaching for Women Docs. As a member, you will get weekly coaching from a physician life coach, 
access to monthly group coaching and workshops, and you will even get to become a member of our Women in White Coats Doctors Lounge. To learn more about how to live life intentionally and by design, go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash coaching. Thank you to our podcast sponsor, Doximity. With more and more healthcare workers quickly looking for new telemedicine options, there is now a new and easy solution. Doximity Dialer Video is the simplest way to perform a video call with a patient. Here's how it works. Using the free Doximity app, enter your patient's phone number and Doximity will send your patient a link to join the call. That's it. Doximity Dialer Video is HIPAA secure and the best thing your patients don't need to install any other software or apps. Doximity Dialer Video, finally, a simple, secure telemedicine solution for you and your patients. Find out more by downloading the Doximity app or by visiting docs.im, so dox.im forward slash video. That's dox.im forward slash video. All right. Getting back to the podcast. Enjoy. And of course, you know, there's been all the different studies that show that exercise can really help with anxiety, depression, all sorts of things, right? Have you found that to be true for, you know, and working with others that it's really helped them with their mental health as well, especially during this time, um, you know, as we're recording this, we're still in the middle of our the COVID pandemic. So have you found that it's really helped your clients and, and the people you're coaching mentally, you know, with their mental health? Yeah, for sure. I think at the beginning of COVID, there was definitely a, a period of confusion. And a lot of my athletes were kind of like, well, all of my races got canceled. I don't know what to do. There was a lot of overwhelm of like, what, you know, what am I going to do? And my initial thought was, well, races might be canceled, but running is not canceled. Like we can still go out there. Thank God, you know, <laughs> we could go out there with our mask or whatever, um, and still keep up with our running. And I think it's helped people just to have, even if they're not working toward a race goal, but maybe um, a distance goal or building up their base training, something We've, we've worked on, you know, just uh, pivoting the goal and still having something to work toward to focus on instead of all of this other chaos that's going on. And I think, you know, any kind of exercise and running, especially if it can help quiet the mind a little bit and just take a break from everything else, I think it's been really helpful to keep people focused and still motivated and um, looking, looking forward to you know, to 2021 and having our races come back. <laughs> yeah. And I've even actually seen some virtual races where people kind of run on their own and log their time. It's, it seems, is that how it's working? There, there's some things like that going on right now. Yeah, there's a ton of virtual races and a lot for good causes. Um, so yeah, you can sign up for it and you still get the medal and the t-shirt and all of that, but pretty much running it, you know, in your neighborhood and then logging the the time for accountability. So some people like it, some people don't. I can understand both sides of that coin, but if it's something that will keep you motivated, you know, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, definitely. And I'm kind of curious, Michelle, just, you know, one of the things I've been hearing from people is they want to run, but, you know, in certain areas, you have to wear a mask even while outdoors. Um, mm -hmm. And the difficulty of exercising wearing a mask, how have you kind of worked through that or how, you know, with for yourself or with clients? Yeah, I've, I've tried a couple of things. One was um, to wear a mask uh, for the whole time. And that, that was tough for me. Um, I know we wear it for, you know, 12 hours at work, but it's a little bit different while you're exercising. Um, what I ended up settling on is um, like a neck gaiter that I wear around my neck and then I can just pull it up over my nose and mouth when I pass people. So my running route is not very crowded. I'm very lucky that way. But um, you know, I live near Philadelphia and um, the route that we love to run along the Schuylkill River is quite crowded. And so if we run there, I definitely wear the neck gaiter and just pull it, pull it up. But I feel like that's a little bit more breathable. Um, there's a little more room in there. So that might be something to invest in. They're really cheap and you can wash them after each use. Sounds nice. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a great solution. Um, and so I was also just curious about the other thing that people say, especially as, you know, we've got women doctors following us here um, and listening to these episodes, um, you know, just the whole, I can't find time for exercise. <laughs> I can't find time to, for self-care. And certainly if you're training for a marathon, that can be a big time investment because you've got to do these long training runs and some of them could take hours. So how do you make it work, Michelle, you know, with, with your life and family responsibilities, career responsibilities? I would say my biggest advice to everyone is always just to start really small. And um, it may come as a comfort to know that when I started running, I, I did like five minutes at a time. I would maybe get on the treadmill for five minutes before um, a group fitness class or something else, some other form of exercise that I was about to do or run around the block for five or 10 minutes before a Zumba class. And that's how I started. So it seems like, oh, five minutes won't make a difference. But if you start there and then work up over time, that's how it becomes consistent and becomes a part of your routine. I, I think even, you know, there's just some little tips, like um, let's say if you, if you're not a runner, but you like to cycle, a lot of people have a Peloton at home. So I've had people, you know, do their Peloton workout and then take a five minute cool down run outside. You're already in your workout outfit um, or you could reverse it and do the warm up and run a little bit first. So you can work it in that way where it doesn't seem to be a huge burden um, into your life um, and then work up over time. I started to crave it really. And so now I kind of carve out the time and depending on what I'm training for, you know, there's, there's seasons for everything and you don't have to run a marathon, you know, in every season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I love that, um, you know, just scheduling it really, because sometimes, you know, everything else goes on the schedule except our self-care time and our time for exercise. But if you just put it on the schedule and then you mm -hmm. make sure you show up for yourself, I think is a really good thing to do. And one of my other favorite tips I'll just share for the listeners is, especially if you're going to work out in the morning, is actually going to sleep in your workout clothes. <laughs> so then when you get out of bed, you're ready to go. You can even have your shoes nearby and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to exercise now because I'm in my wor workout clothes. <laughs> yep. 
I tell people to write it in their planner in the same way that they write their, you know, shift work, um, family obligations. If you if you leave the 6 a.m. blank, then there's more of a chance that you're going to sleep through the run than if you write run next to the 6 a.m. slot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So Michelle, um, I'd love to hear kind of more. What do you do when you are coaching people? Like what would it be like the experience like when someone coaches with you? And maybe you can also share your, your website so people can find out more about you and how they might be able to work with you. Oh, sure. Yeah, usually I, I take, uh, I call it a running history because I guess that's what I'm, what I'm used to in my clinical world. But um, I usually do an initial consult with people and kind of get a sense of where we're starting from. And what I try to do is um, determine someone's current fitness. So a lot of people train maybe um, to a place where they used to be 10 years ago or a place that they really want to be. They have a race time in mind maybe. <laughs> and so we really try to focus on where we are right now and finding you know, um, paces that make sense for us where we are. And um, I take into consideration the person's schedule. So you know, I can work with almost anything. You know, If you can only run five minutes a couple of times a week, we can start there. You know? but we won't be running a marathon next week and that's okay. <laughs> so I like to say I can work with anything and any level of runner, but I especially love beginners. And so I make a training plan in a spreadsheet and um, check in with my athletes uh, at least once a week, sometimes more often than that. And we do official coaching calls once every other week, which um, kind of hash out any hurdles that might come up a lot of um, thought work and working on mental fitness and, um, you know, race day goals, if there is a race coming up, nutrition and fueling and all of that kinds of stuff. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. And um, I've helped a lot of people get to their first race distance, like a first longer race distance, which is always really rewarding for, for all of us. Um, and yeah, to find me, uh, you can uh, go to my website. It's mindful dash, like the little dash sign, marathon.com. Excellent. Thank you, Michelle, for taking the time to talk with me today. I learned so much about what running coaches do. And um, I'm sure that you've definitely inspired a number of listeners out there to go ahead and go for that goal that they have, maybe becoming a runner again, or, or certainly getting back into exercise or maybe pushing themselves to the next level. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a really good talk. <laughs> Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, 
womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you will find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.